What a privilege to be able to worship together, to uh, lead into our celebration of Christmas and church family. I just have to tell you, it's an honor to be with you tonight and to be able to worship with you and uh, just to, to spend time in the presence of God with you. And, and I do want to um, just share a little bit of encouragement with you tonight as we have been going through for the last little while. Uh, talking about the names of the coming Messiah from Isaiah 9-6. And we, we sang about those names there just a moment ago, you know. Uh, and, and so today we end with Prince of Peace. And, you know, if there's one thing our world needs right now, it's peace. In fact, if there's one thing we individually need right now, it's peace. This is a time of year where, um, you know, it's evident sometimes the lack of peace that can come to us. And it's been a difficult year. I've, I've heard several different people just talk about how this year has been a challenging year in a lot of ways. And it seems to me that mental health is probably at its lowest point that it's ever been. Uh, that creates a lot of challenges with peace. Certainly the time of year can create some challenges. In fact, I wonder if some of you even now are uh, you know, trying not to get stressed out about preparations that need to be made and did you get all the right gifts for everybody and when are you going to clean the house before everybody comes over and cook the food and all those things, right? We could all get really stressed out real quickly. Um, but I believe God wants us to just sit in his presence for a bit and just experience some peace. And that's been my prayer uh, leading up to this service is that we would be able to experience his peace in a unique way tonight and you know that that's a theme this theme of peace is one that we see throughout the coming of the birth of Jesus we read about it a moment ago but when the angels appeared to the shepherds to announce the birth of Jesus what did they say they said glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth what peace to those on whom his favor rests the Messiah was to bring Peace on earth. So here's the question. Why do we then not experience more peace on earth? Why is there so much trauma? Why are there places like Ukraine, for example, where the poor folks there have just been under siege for nearly a year now? And that's just one example. Why is there so much hatred even here in our own country and division and those kinds of things. I mean, if the, if the Messiah came to bring peace on earth, why don't we experience more peace on earth? I think we may have some insight into that in John's gospel. And I just want us to look at a couple of verses together quickly tonight. I'm sure you'll be disappointed to know that this will be a shorter message than most of the time. Uh, but I do want to share a little encouragement with you. John 16 Starting in verse 33, actually 32 and 33, says, A time is coming, and in fact has come, when you will be scattered each to your own home. This is Jesus speaking, of course. You will leave me all alone, yet I am not alone, for my Father is with me. I have told you these things, so that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world. Verse 33 sounds like a really odd thing to say because Jesus is talking to his disciples about the time that is coming. He says when you will be scattered. He's talking about the time where he will be taken away to be crucified. And the disciples are scattered and they leave Jesus by himself. 
And he reminds them, you know, I'm not really by myself. My father is with me. But still, this is not a happy time for the disciples or for that matter, even for Jesus. And then you get to verse 33. And he says, I've told you these things. I've told you about the time coming when I'm going to be left alone and you're going to be scattered so that you can have peace. It's kind of like, what? How do those two tie together? I mean, it's kind of like uh, the stories that I get sometimes from our oldest daughter, who is a, a nurse in an emergency room here in the Metroplex in Plano area, level one trauma center, and the stories are kind of crazy. And so she tells me some of her stories, and I do enjoy hearing those stories. But she told us one recently of uh, someone that was there that was very frustrated with something that was completely beyond her control. It wasn't something she had anything to do with, but he just got more and more frustrated to the point that he got up out of his bed and approached her and tried, tried to take a swing at her. Now, that would be like Brooks telling me that story and then concluding with, I've told you these things so that you can have peace. Like, whatever, you tell me about my daughter getting attacked by somebody, that gives me anything but peace, right? Now, for those of you that are worried, he didn't hit her, nothing happened, and apparently this kind of wacky stuff happens in the ER all the time, so she didn't think that much of it. Uh, but it just, you know, it doesn't make a lot of sense. There, there are certain things that you'd be like, okay, thank you for telling me that. That gives me peace. But for Jesus to say, hey, you're about to get scattered, and I'm going to be left all alone, it seems a little odd that he would follow that up with, I told you this so that you can have peace. But did you notice I left out a couple of words? This is what makes it all make sense. What Jesus said in verse 33, I've told you these things so that in me you may have peace. You see, that's the key to understanding all of this is that peace has very little to do with the circumstances that we find ourselves in. And it has everything to do with finding peace in him. And if we are in Christ and if our relationship with Christ is a deep, intimate relationship, then we can have peace no matter what we go through. And that's what the Prince of Peace came for, was to help us have that type of relationship with him. He did not come to set all the wrongs right. Now, we talked about this a couple of weeks ago. He will come back to set all the wrongs right. There is a day coming where there will be no more crying, no more pain, no more death. All of those things will pass away. Jesus is going to come back and deal with evil and injustice, but that wasn't his first coming. He came to give peace in a different way. He came to give, give peace of being able to know him and, and walk through whatever we go through, finding peace in Christ. Guys, if you don't take anything else away from tonight, if you don't remember anything else that we talked about, I want you to remember just this one little phrase. Jesus didn't come to bring peace. Jesus came to be our peace. There's a difference. He didn't come to just make everything okay. He came to be peace. He says, in me, you will find that peace. That's the only place that we are going to find it. And uh, you know, I've, I've been reading a book recently. Uh, it's, a, it's a great little book called The Insanity of God. And it's really going to challenge the way I think about uh, what the Christian life, the normal Christian life should look like. Because this is a book all about persecution of the church and the perspective on that. It's really interesting. I'd, I'd recommend it, actually. It's a good, good little book. But he tells lots of stories of believers in different parts of the world that are 
enduring persecution. And one of the things that is most convicting and most challenging to me is the description of the way that they go through that persecution with joy and with peace. They refuse to, to let that be robbed of them, even when they go through it. And it, they, they, a lot of these are, are situations where if you're a Christian, you just expect that you're going to spend several years in jail at some point. Many of them, that happens multiple times over. And it's really interesting that they said, the guy who did all this research said, I have never had a single person say, would you pray that we stop being persecuted? Every one of them, their prayer is that we are able to stay faithful through the persecution. But they, they experience peace, even in the midst of the most difficult of circumstances. I wonder for some of us if it's been a while since we've experienced that kind of peace. In fact, if you're being honest tonight, would you admit that your life is more characterized by turmoil than it is by peace? And if that's the case, I want you to know it doesn't have to be that way. It really doesn't. I'm not going to tell you, you know, do this one, two, three things and everything, your life's going to be perfect. But I am telling you that we can know peace when we know Christ. In Him, that's where we find peace. But here's the key. You can't know the peace of God until you've made peace with God. Let me say that again. You can't know the peace of God until you've made peace with God. Here's what I mean by that. The Bible very clearly tells us that all of us have the same problem. And that problem is that we are sinful. And I don't think it probably takes too much uh, convincing to, to help us all to understand that, right? We know that we're not perfect. But what we may not realize is that our sin separates us from a holy God. And because we are sinful and our sin separates us from God, that means that there's really no hope in this life for us to have peace. And it means that we're headed to an eternity separated from God where there will certainly be no peace. And so we have to, to deal with that first. We have to make peace with God and that's what Christmas is all about that's why Jesus came Jesus came for the purpose of becoming our sacrifice for sins he died in our place so that we could know the peace of God because when we place our faith in Christ when we accept the payment for sins that he offers to us then we're made right in God's eyes. Not because of anything that we've done or not because you know, we, we, we're good enough, but because he's good enough. Because he's already paid the penalty for our sins. Jesus died in our place after living a perfect life. That's what qualified him to be able to die for us. But the story doesn't end there. They crucified him on a Friday, but on Sunday, he walked out of that tomb just as alive as he'd ever been. And Jesus is still alive today. So he died for our sins. He rose from the dead in victory over sins. And, and this picture of, of the, the eternal life that we can have in him. So the question is, well, okay, how do we get there? And it's a simple answer. We must choose to, to trust him. We must choose to receive him. Listen to the way he puts it in John 1, 11 through 13. It says, he came to that which was his own, but his own did not Receive him. 
Yet to all who did receive him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God, children born not of natural descent nor of a human decision or a husband's will, but born of God. See, when you're born of God, that means you're brought into the family of God. How does that happen? It happens by receiving him. It happens by believing in him. In other words, by turning away from our sin and turning in faith to Jesus and telling him, I give my life to you. I'm trusting you. I am receiving you as you are, which is the Savior. I have no doubt in my mind that the Spirit of God is working on some hearts now that need to make that decision to trust in Christ personally. Has there been a time in your life where you know that you have said, yes, Jesus, I give my heart to you, I'm giving my life to you? And if no, what is stopping you? I mean, why not? Why not let tonight be your night where you say, yes, Jesus, I give myself to you. I want to know the peace that you bring. And that begins with making peace with God. So if that's your desire tonight, if you're ready to take that step to say, I'm going to turn away from my sinfulness, I'm going to turn to Christ alone, I'm going to put my trust in Him as the only one who can save me. If you're ready to do that, I just want to lead you through a prayer. In fact, we're going to put the words on the screen for you if that helps. It's not the words that we say that matters, it's what's in our heart. But sometimes it helps to have something to follow. So I would invite you, if you're ready to pray and receive Christ as your Lord, as your Savior tonight, then pray a prayer like this. Let's bow our heads together. And you don't have to pray these words out loud. You can pray it in your heart. God knows. But just pray something like this. God, I confess that I am a sinful person. I'm so sorry for the way I have rebelled against you. And I'm so sorry Jesus had to die to pay for my sins, but I'm so glad he did. Right now, I turn away from my sinfulness, and I turn to Jesus in faith. Lord Jesus, I believe that you died on the cross for me and rose again. I give my heart to you, and I trust you completely. Thank you for welcoming me into your family. In your name I pray. Amen. If you prayed that prayer of faith tonight, I want to challenge you to do something. I want to encourage you to do something. Take that Connect card that we talked about earlier. And I want you to just share with us this important decision so we can celebrate with you. Just jot your name down on there. On the uh, bottom toward there's a place that says, I'm accepting Jesus as my Savior. You can check that box. You can drop it in the, the little... Uh, Dispensers there on the way out, on either side of the wall. You can just drop those in the boxes. And we would love to celebrate with you and to know about this important decision that you've made. For those that are watching online, I would encourage you to let us know too. On our online bulletin, there's a little link where you can just let us know that because that's such an important thing. It's an important thing to share. Now, for those of you that already have that relationship with Christ, you've made that decision already, I just want to encourage you in this. The way for you to know the peace that we're talking about is to go deeper in your relationship with Jesus. And that's what we're going to be talking about starting next Sunday and the beginning of a new year. That's going to be all, all what we're all about is how do we go deeper. But that's how we find true peace in our relationship with God.
Pray with me, would you? Lord, I do ask today um, that you would fill each person that is here, each person that is watching online, and fill us with your peace, Lord. I pray that, that we are able to know that peace that passes understanding. Thank you, Lord Jesus, that you came as the Prince of Peace. So I pray that that just rests over us even now as we trust you fully. In your precious name we pray. Amen.